welcome to this week's look at action on film and television. How are you? I hope you're well. Um, it's been a busy week, and I, I, this particular episode um, that we are um, going to have a little chat about now is a, it's around awards season, and the awards season uh, kind of started in earnest. Maybe uh, what are we now? We are September, maybe around sort of July, August time, um, with varying degrees of success in relation to film and television. It builds up over the uh, um, over the late autumn or fall period, and then uh, we'll drop back around February time for the Oscars. So the awards that I'm referring to happened uh, this last weekend. Um, in uh, in Hollywood, it's the Taurus World Stunt Awards, uh, which have been running for well, 20, 20 years now. I think was it two thousand and one, two thousand and two, twenty years. And uh, the guys from Red Bull uh, being responsible for um, putting the event together. Now it's been left very much in the uh, the hands of a blue ribbon committee uh, made up of uh, many top names, uh, performers, second unit directors, etc., uh, within many of the uh, stunt agencies around the world, including the British Stunt Register um, and Stunts Unlimited over there in the US. Um, and in particular, what I want to talk about here on Friday, we'll have a bit more of a look at uh, the categories and uh, some of the action, uh, the nominations uh, that were that were involved in each of these categories, but but particularly today, uh, what I would like to take a little look at is the success of uh, a certain franchise, uh, which has done very well at this year's uh, ceremony, and is of course James Bond. Uh, 2021, of course, we saw No Time to Die, the 25th installment arrive on the screens after the pandemic layoff and uh, well it kind of swept the board to be fair with you in uh, a number of different categories so I thought we would have a look at those categories and maybe just explore uh, a little more about why uh, these uh, particular action sequences within that film successful and I suppose it's always interesting when you uh, again we'll go through the nominations on Friday but when you look at what else is available nomination wise it's always very interesting I find this with all awards seasons um, take for instance well, the Oscars is a great example right so take uh, best director best picture Best Actor and Actress, right? Let's take those four categories. If you have, uh, I don't know, Meryl Streep wins Best Actress for a particular movie, and the actor, the Best Actor, goes to um, 
the actor that was that was opposite her in that same picture, right? You think, okay, this movie's very powerful, and, and Meryl Streep has won this award for Best uh, Actress. Uh, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro has won Best Actor in the same movie. Uh, a powerhouse performance from both of them, very well deserved. Best Director then goes to a different director for a completely different movie. And Best Picture goes to, again, a different movie than the movie that's won Best Director and or has been awarded for Best Actor and Actress in a Leading Role. So it's very odd. I've always found it confusing that if that's Best Picture, how can that not be Best Director? How does that work? And of course, we understand uh, that the, uh, the, the Best Picture nomination or best director nomination is always dire- is is, uh, is the uh, the culmination of those other directors who are making the decisions on behalf of those people because it's a, it's a it's a group thing you're nominated by your peers and your your choices by your peers so that's always bothered me slightly similarly with the stunt awards um, and you know you look at what else is nominated and then you realise that. No Time to Die has has done terribly well in a number of different categories for the action sequences within the movie. Are they any better than any of the other action sequences? Well, not as far as the individual concerned is concerned. They've obviously, the performers in these other movies have had to you know, work as hard, uh, understand what's required of them, act, because they're playing the character, you know, they're doubling the character. And obviously, you know, the committees have looked at this and they've come up with their decisions. I'm not saying they're wrong, but it's very interesting to see that they've, uh, well, have they swept the board? Maybe they have swept the board as far as this is concerned. The first award uh, for the picture would have been Best High Work. And best high work, of course, happens in the uh, uh, very start of the movie, extraordinary uh, pre-title sequence. Um, If you haven't already seen the movie, um, I'm not even going to say anything in connection with spoilers, because you should have seen it by now. It's that simple. The movie came out in 2021. It's been over a year. You're going to have to go and see it. So if you you haven't already got it on DVD, I'm going to talk about it. So if you haven't seen it, you might want to... You know, switch to another channel temporarily, or maybe watch the movie and then come back to it. But uh, Bond is on a bridge in Matera, uh, in Italy. I'm not going to tell you why he's on there, it doesn't matter. The purpose of the exercise is that there is a car bearing down on him at extraordinary speed. Um, Firstly, he dives out of the way. There's a concrete stanchion post, uh, which is, I don't know, uh, a couple of feet in the air. He manages to get his body behind it as the car drives over it and misses him. He then stands up, realising that he's been shot and realising that there's an awful lot of gunfire happening in his way and they're determined to get hold of him. Along the side of this bridge is some hosing. It's uh, I think there may have been a banner there or something of that nature. Of course, this is what's been left. He manages to tear some of this off, grabs one end of it and dives off the bridge. Diving over the bridge, swinging under the bridge and then 
hitting the side of the bridge wall. Stuntman David Grant uh, is the man who was doubling for Daniel Craig and uh, it's elegant, you know, it's absolutely elegant. It's, it's also a very high bridge, it's 130 feet tall and um, there is 60 feet worth of slack on this um, hose or cable as they use in the picture because they're using a thing called a gold tail. Um, previously, if you've uh, watched uh, my shows in connection with the Bond pictures, you will have seen that um, in the movie Quantum of Solace, um, Derek Lee is thrown from the top of the Opera House building and lands on a car. Uh, down at the bottom. Uh, the positioning of his fall through the air was, uh, was was guaranteed thanks to the use of a particular piece of equipment called a gold tail, um, which I believe may well have started off as rock climbing equipment. Uh, a great many of these things have been adapted over the years. Certainly uh, this is one of them and it allows positioning and movement in the air. So from a movie perspective, it's giving the uh, the viewer an opportunity to look at this and go, wow, that guy's really falling. This body positioning, as we talked about with high falls the other week, is very important. And now for controlled high falls, they've managed to develop equipment over a period of time that will allow the safety element to still be there, but will allow the body to move almost naturally. And if you look at this fall, when Dave takes off from the bridge, looks pretty natural, looks like he's falling, and then the tension kicks in, and then the positioning swings, and he swings under the bridge, and hits the wall on the far side and goes to the ground. So the coupling with that, there's no CGI involved in that whatsoever, apart from taking out the wires, obviously, uh, but there's no CGI involved in that. That's him doing it for real, and on the strength of that, it won the category of best high work. Um, also take into consideration that the Taurus Award is a monster. It's a big award. Um, they are designed uh, individually um, in, uh, in Switzerland, I believe, and uh, they are an incredible award. If you have a look online at the Taurus Stunt Award itself, it's a monster, but it really is. Um, so it takes a lot of, a fair bit of strength to carry some of those. Um, so this is some terrific pictures of Dave uh, at the Paramount Theatre in Hollywood, uh, collecting his award, holding this thing aloft, and rightly so, a fantastic performance. Uh, the next award that was given to No Time To Die was Best Work With A Vehicle. Now, interesting, in this particular category, there were three nominations for No Time To Die. The one that, that was the winner is the Norway chase. If you remember the movie, uh, there's a lot of Norway, uh, this section, and it's the forest, and it's the, uh, the uh, Land Rovers and the motorcycles. That is the chase. So there's that chase, um, uh, Bond and his family, as we now know it to be, um, in the car, being chased by the other 4x4s, um, they are uh, uh, some terrific crashes and, uh, and turnovers um, on this particular uh, 
the nominations, the, the performing nominations, who are also the winners. So each of the performers will win an award. Um, Evangelos Grecos, or Vangelis as he's known, uh, Mark Higgins, Martin Ivanov, who does the big pipe ramp uh, with the 4x4, if you remember, that goes over the top of Bond's vehicle. Christian Knight and Pascal Lavanche, uh, and they are the, uh, the performers that each receive the Taurus Award for Best Work with a Vehicle. Hello, crime fans. I'm Sean Coleman. I'm Chris McDonald. And I'm Rob Parker. We are crime authors. Well, I'm a publisher too. And I'm a giggling buffoon. <laughs> <laughs> We are the Blood Brothers and this is our podcast. Every week we speak to the best and brightest in the world of crime fiction. And embarrass ourselves hugely. No, that's just you. Yeah, definitely just you. Great. Coming to you from the Pod Dojo Network. And sponsored by Red Dog Press. We've got new episodes heading your way all the time. With giveaways and games. Interviews and insight. And laughter. Lots of laughter. Check us out now. On all your favourite streaming services. And give us five stars so we can't be our own one-star superstar. The Blood Brothers Podcast, your one-stop shop for the best crime chit-chat. Then the next category that won for No Time to Die was Best Specialty Stunt. Now bear in mind that in movies these days there's a lot of stunts. Is one slightly more special than the other? Uh, particularly in Bond movies, you kind of get to a stage where there is an expectation of something much bigger and bolder than maybe anything else. The one gag that had effectively sold the movie in the trailer, and we've talked about how they always sell these movies in the trailer, was the motorcycle jump that takes place in the pre-title sequence. Paul Edmondson is the man who rode the motorcycle, doubling Daniel Craig, and uh, it's used a lot in the trailers, maybe used too much in the trailers, and that's also a consideration that, you know, you, you, you overwork it and overdo it, and then when the movie comes out, and again, it's, it's a, the bike chase itself is superb, but that jump itself, although filmed beautifully and done in a number of different angles and real people running about the place and everything has to be absolutely spot on, he's going, uh, it's a 40 foot jump and he goes up the side of a 65 foot wall. So that's very steep. He's got to be in a certain gear ratio to get him up there. Doesn't want to miss any gears on the way up. He's got to control the flight of the bike with the brakes in midair, allowing him to hit his mark at the right point. He doesn't want to over overcook it and land too far, go too far, or, or not go far enough. And you've seen that breathtaking uh, behind-the-scenes footage of him rehearsing the rehearsal shots, uh, landing in boxes, landing in pads, people moving around. So it's all done for real. They constructed this in such a way. They had the drone that was taking some of the photography and then it was captured on half a dozen other cameras as well. Very, very, very impressive. Um, There is no CGI in that sequence. Now let me clarify this. 
because there obviously is CGI in, in the sequence, but it is not directly connected with any issues as far as additions to the jump itself. The jump itself, the motorcycle jump, is done for real. No problem at all. There is no additional CGI work that has taken place on the... Um, uh, no additional uh, issues that have taken place with the, the jump ramp or anything of that nature. That's been CGI'd, of course, into the wall, so it looks like the wall as he's driving up it. The only thing they've done, there's face replacement, which is pretty much standard these days, but more impressively, and I think from face replacement's perspective, when Paul did the jump on the take, he was wearing a helmet. Wearing a helmet, and that helmet has been removed with CGI, and Daniel Craig's face, or something that looks pretty similar at 65, 70 miles an hour, has been placed over Paul's face. That's really impressive, I think. I think that's very, very impressive indeed. So that's where the award for best specialty stunt went to. Um, and two more awards, this next one, massively impressive, and maybe not thought about as massively impressive, but uh, as you will discover uh, later on this year when you read my book, um, he said, uh, plugging it away, because, well, nobody else is going to do it, so I may as well plug it, um, is um, the massive importance of the ice sequence, again, at the very start of uh, the pre-title sequence before they get to Matera. Um, young Madeline has just watched her mother being shot and she's running away from Freddie Mercury. <clears throat> uh, Rami Malik, right? So the villain they, uh, is running along, runs across then onto the ice and she falls through the ice. And there's been a lot of talk in connection with, you know, uh, interior tank shots and various other bits and pieces. Some of that will have taken place. But we are referring particularly to Chelsea Mather, Christina Petro, and Charlotte Williams. These three girls um, jumped into water which was just above freezing and they were dragged 32 feet under the ice in order to create this um, and more importantly there no CGI was done to enhance that sequence. So that scene, there is a moment in that scene where the camera looks through the ice and you see the girl's face on the other side. Now that would have been one of the three girls, the stunt women, and a face replacement over the top. That's actual ice looking through. It's massively impressive. And of course they need to rotate round just above freezing. Doesn't make it any better. You know, they will have protective clothing on. They will have dry suits underneath. Um, they will have tried to regulate their body temperature and regulate their breathing because, as anybody will tell you, 
from a science point of view, you are used, uh, your body gets used to certain temperatures in this climate. When you jump into water, your senses, regardless of how good people say it is for you, uh, and I'm sure it's very, very good. I, I hear lots of people who take ice baths on a regular basis. Well, fair play to you. I'm not one of those people. Uh, but they say, well, it has massive benefits and it's very important. Okay, cool. But when you jump into that water, your body will go into alert. And it's alerting everything to the fact that that body temperature is now dropping considerably and we need to do something about it. So you need to regulate that and you need to practice and you need to be able to do short bursts of work, which is what these three girls have had to do. They've had to transfer all of that into a very short burst of manoeuvring. Right, so Chelsea goes in the water. Okay, done, right, out and then replaced by Christina, and then, okay, cool, done, out. Oh, can't be in there for too long. Right, Charlotte, in you go, boom. And you get it in, you get it done, and then you dry off and you go back again. And that's very, very important. And they would have done this over and over and over again in order to get that scene done. And the payoff is now that they're walking away with... uh, Taurus World Stunt Awards for Best Overall Stunt by a Stunt Woman. That's very impressive. And those three girls should be applauded most definitely. So congratulations there. And finally, the award for Best Stunt Coordinator. uh, Well, it went to the team from No Time to Die. Olivier Schneider and Lee Morrison. I will make it very clear also um, that I've seen an awful lot of stuff with uh, um, Olivier Schneider um, on um, on the social thing and, and many congratulations to him. Um, I'm not seeing an awful lot in connection with Lee Morrison. As far as I'm concerned, um, it's a team. There's two stunt coordinators. One of them may be the supervisory stunt coordinator, and one may be the coordinator. It makes no difference to me. That's two awards, as far as I'm concerned. I will explore that further, but I would like to uh, verify that, and I think that's right that that's the case. Um, so uh, Olivier Schneider and Lee Morrison, they are a package on that movie, as far as I'm concerned, certainly as far as the credits on the film are concerned, and I would like to think that they have received an award each. And it's hugely satisfactory. It really is uh, to get to that stage. And I know that uh, there has been success in the past. Uh, Gary Powell, of course, um, for uh, Casino. Um, and uh, it's, it's wonderful to think that, uh, that this work you know, is being recognized this way. It's not just a simple case of, of um, being in a situation of being able, as we rightly know, to get awards from the big guns, i.e. the Academy and the BAFTAs in the UK. There's the two major ones. They, at the present time, are not in a position where they are uh, offering awards for reasons better known to somebody else, but there are awards, you know. Screen Actors Guild are doing it. Uh, the, uh, the Emmys are doing it. Taurus are doing it. And next year, you will see that the British Stunt Register are doing one and an organization called Valkyrie. The Valkyrie Stunt Awards are also having an event. So, you know, this is very important, and we're going to talk about that at a later stage. But bear in mind that there is 
recognition where recognition is due and most importantly um, in certain instances as far as this is concerned it's being a uh, given by the peers been given by those performers who do the jobs themselves and in certain cases uh, it will be uh, the public that will uh, that are, uh, are going to be able to recognize those performers who make the films that they see better it's that simple um, so uh, pats on the back for everybody involved with uh, the uh, Taurus World Stunt Awards. There are many fabulous pictures. If you want to check out all of the nominations, uh, then uh, go to the uh, Taurus World Stunt Awards website. They'll give you all the lists of the nominations and winners. And we'll try and go through some of those on Friday. Uh, if you'd like to join me then on YouTube, uh, why not? It uh, might be a nice way to spend your morning. Morning, have a little coffee and sit through and I'll I'll go through all the bits and pieces and we'll try and break down some of the stuff for you. Uh, thanks very much indeed for watching, uh, watching, listening even. This whole radio thing is still catching up with me. Um, so uh, thank you again, of course, to uh, uh, the Pod Dojo Network who are responsible for my podcasts. And check them out, Pod Dojo Network. Um, wherever you found this, you will be able to find theirs as well. And until next time, it is bye for now.